Hello and welcome to That Film Studio. I'm Jason. And I'm Luke. In this episode, we've got another movie review, and this time we're looking at Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Directed by Destin Daniel Cretton, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings is the superhero film based on Marvel Comics featuring the character Shang-Chi. The movie is in cinemas now, but if you haven't watched Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings yet and you want to, go watch it first before listening to our full review. We will be talking spoilers. Produced by Marvel Studios and distributed by Walt Disney Studios Motion Pictures, Shang-Chi is the 25th film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or as we know it, the MCU. Luke, you have the plot. Martial arts master Shang-Chi, played by Simu Lu, confronts the past he thought he had left behind when he's drawn into the web of his father's mysterious Ten Rings organisation. Short and sweet, but that, I mean, look, at its core, um, this movie is very much, it's a simple, you know, a traditional kind of MCU origin story. We've got a character, we've got his skill set, we've got an issue he's dealing with. There's actually not too much in the grand scheme of things complicating this movie. That plot synopsis outline straightforward what this movie gives us there's so much happening now with the mcu we um i mean the last movie we had was black widow great to finally be back phase force kicked off we've had disney plus stuff we had black widow but but with that it was you know it had that weird thing it was that character that you know has has since died and it's kind of like a weird prequel type movie but it was still, you know, we had a good time with it. Here we're getting a new character introduced, an origin story, but also we're moving forward post Avengers Endgame. And I don't know about you, but I was pretty excited to sort of jump into that with this. Yeah, no, me too. And what you're saying with the origin there, it was the best approach with this character because a lot of people would not know this character. You don't want to overcomplicate things. Having a simple approach to his origin is the right way to go. And I I tried to go into this movie as dark as possible, to know as little as possible. I mean, I didn't know a great deal about the character, if I'm honest, if I'm honest, outside of appearances in other characters' comics. But I didn't even know where this movie take place until I was watching the movie. And I really liked that fact until someone mentioned the blip. Oh, okay. That's interesting. I had no idea (laughs) until I was in the cinema watching the film. It's hard to do nowadays, but I enjoyed the experience of watching this big flashy Marvel movie and just not knowing what was going to happen. Yeah. I think the last time I had that sort of, um, you know, like true, almost going in blind with like guardians of the galaxy like i wasn't familiar with those characters um and to be honest i you know except for the movies i still kind of aren't shang chi is the same like i've never heard this guy before he's some someone new um you know once again uh marvel studios are doing doing that thing where it's like hey let's 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 give the audience uh, something different that we haven't seen, whether, you know, a new type of genre 
or a new style of film, their approach here is, you know, like they're, this is Marvel's martial arts. Um, you know, we've got an Asian cast, Marvel's first Asian superhero lead character. I should say, I mean, there's obviously been Asian characters and some Asian, you know, butt kicking dudes, but, um, so that's all very exciting, but I got to admit watching the, you know, a couple of the early trailers for this and, and like, you, you know, I sort of, as I always do, I stay away as we get sort of deeper into it. The trailers weren't really impressing me. A lot of it looked very generic, like, oh, look, they're fighting on a bus. You know, like how many times have we seen a superhero fight on public transport, whether it's Spider-Man, Captain Marvel, like it's Wolverine. It's, it's like it's always being done. Nothing, yeah, nothing about this really got me going. But holy shit. Yeah, but on, <laughs> on the bus, though, when, when you see... Yeah, I agree with what you've just said there, based on the trailers. When you yes, see the no, 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 just talking the trailers. Yes, the full sequence in the movie, it is very impressive. Completely and different. Well put together. We get a, a Spider-Man callback, where they bring the actor back, the, you know, the guy with the beard, filming the fight on his phone. I think he was I mean, in I Homecoming. Sat there, watching that guy and i was like is that the same guy and it's, it's the cool. same actor yeah yeah same actor, it's the same, same character actor. and and look hey <laughs> we we don't know how long it's been from homecoming to maybe he was maybe he was never snapped and you know it's been five plus years for this guy you know he's moved over to san francisco or wherever the hell this movie was set no you know well, yeah that's a big thing this movie is yeah. set in san francisco mm. we've got ant-man also in San Francisco, everybody else, New York City. It's just That's good right. to get out of New York. I mean, we really get out of New York and San Francisco <laughs> with this movie, but it was just, it was good not being in New York. Something, something I think sometimes like you have all these characters and, and I guess when they can all just look up in the sky and, and you know, you can see these superheroes sort of bouncing around. And not that, you know, they're always bouncing around, especially like now Iron Man's, you know, not there and stuff like that but it's just good to know that these characters aren't just looking up and seeing seeing superheroes all the time and you know they're not dealing with the you know the fallout of the battle of new york still but um yeah it's it's i don't know how do you feel about like you know obviously it being set post end game you you know the world has sort of put itself back together and you know characters are referring to like hey we live in a world where you know, like half of all existence can just be like, can be wiped out in an instant. It's the right choice. It is the right choice for this brand new character because Shang-Chi isn't supposed to be just another Marvel superhero. Like he's supposed to represent more than that. And he is doing that. And this movie is doing great at the box office, which is really good to see. I think if you were just to bury him in the lead up to Endgame, I mean, granted they did that with Captain Marvel, but I think having Brie Larson in there and she was big enough that she, she was able to carry over. I just think it would have been a mistake if leading up to Endgame, that's where you introduced Shang-Chi. It just, I think, maybe get lost in a little bit because he's not quite got the power set of someone like Captain Marvel. And yeah, it'd have been nice to have seen him flying around the place on a dragon during that big Endgame sequence. But, <laughs> Holy shit! Because <laughs> that's what we'd have probably would have got. But no, it's it's better to do what they've done 
they're weighted and they can build him up. And we can get excited for phase four. Like Spider-Man's coming back, but we've lost so many of those original Avengers. Yeah, this was the right move. Well, let's talk. Let's talk Shang-Chi. Um, Simu Lu, like, as an actor, he hasn't done, he hasn't done a, like, he hasn't had a lead role like this, especially in something as big as, as this. So for a lot of people, this will be the, like, their first introduction to this guy. Um, I'm not sure if you've watched, have you, did you check out Kim's Convenience? Not yet. I know you've, you've recommended it, I'm pretty yeah. sure, on the movie show. And I know he's from that and he's very active on social media, but it's one of those examples of, seeing an actor as a character and that's my first real exposure mm. so this movie start to finish i didn't see simu lu i only ever saw shang chi i was worried that you know because of my sort of connection to to kim's convenience that i was going to see simu lu's character from that just you know just now kicking people and punching them and stuff like that i thought that's what i was going to see not at all straight away it was like I was watching someone else. The power of acting. Amazing. Amazing. No, but it just it just worked. It was just a different character. Um, this is a cool dude. It sounds like so both of us, we, we, we're not familiar with this guy. Like, I don't know his power set. I don't know his history. So, yeah, I was getting his story unfolding throughout this movie. And I'm into it. I'm into it. Okay, his power set. What you're seeing in this movie is pretty much all made up. You're not going to find Ooh. it in the comics. So, okay. When my, my guess was... When his character first... Really good at martial arts. Yes. <laughs> like when his character first it. appeared, that is exactly right. And over the years, he's trained characters like Spider-Man to become... Yeah, like to be... I think <laughs> something to do with a big crossover that was happening. Because again, that was my exposure with Shang-Chi over the years. But he was a character that was raised by... He had a parent who was a villain. In the comics, he was mixed race. A parent who was a villain. So the interesting thing with the character, you just always had that feeling that if he got pushed too far, he might take it too far. So it's not like a character, you know, Spider-Man will never kill. So I guess Chong chi always had a bit of an edge. The likeness in the comics came out in the 70s was based on Bruce Lee. You look at those first appearances of Shang-Chi. Oh, yeah. You're seeing Bruce Lee. And that's what they were going for with, with the likeness. But he was, it was martial arts. The Ten Rings, and even the Ten Rings, like if you go back to the Mandarin, which we can talk about that in the movie, but the Mandarin in the comics, he had these Ten Rings that he wore on his fingers and they were alien in origin. And he was a foe for Iron Man for many years. They've changed up in this movie. The Ten Rings are now bracelets. And that's a power that does get passed on to Shang-Chi. So he essentially gets a power set that so he could go up against like an alien armada or whatever they're going to throw at him in future. But if you're just looking at the characters in the comics, very different. And the character in the comics speaks broken English also. So very different to what we're getting from Simu Lu. I think more than, more than ever, what we're getting 
is an MCU version of the character. And I wouldn't be surprised if very quickly what we see on screen is what they will put on the page and they'll revamp yeah. the character. New comics. So. Yeah, I mean, what we're getting is, um, you know, obviously he still has his birthplace and all of that, but we're getting a very American, you know, like Asian superhero. You know, he's got an American accent. Obviously, there's, again, there's that whole backstory of where he's from and his family and, and all of that, you know, like the Asian heritage and, and stuff. But yeah, he's pretty much an, an American dude doing American things, you know, parking cars and catching buses <laughs> as, you, as you do. We, we get a lot less of that than I thought we would. It moves fairly quickly. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, I was quite surprised at that, to be honest. Like In all the trailers, we got to see him with his friend Katie, played by Aquafina, who is phenomenal, by the way. Like I like her in everything anyway, but she's so good in this movie. But I thought we were going to get a lot more of that, of her not quite knowing who he really was. Because we should say, he's, he's been on the run from his father. And he didn't want people to know who he really was. So Sean Chi took the name Sean because he really wanted to make sure. Oh, and that, that, that whole exchange on the plane of like, like, so sure, like, what is your, you know, like, what is your real name? It's like, and it's, yeah, it's Sean. I mean, his Sean. name is, is a big thing because we talked about it on the podcast before. Not until yeah. the lead up to this movie most people, the two of us included, thought he was called Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. Not the case. And then it was, and then it was Shang, Shang, Shang. And I guess the, the, the most correct would be to make it sound like you're saying Sean, except Shang. That would be the way to do it, because that's what the movie tells us. For me, that's a bit tricky, so I just say I just say Shang. Very quickly, yeah, hope no one notices. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> a tricky one. And on that, actually, the full title of the movie, we've not had this since Captain America, the first Avenger. To imagine there was a time when they were going to release a Captain America film, they weren't confident enough to just call it Captain America. They had to put the first Avenger in there with people yeah. knowing they were leading up to the Avengers. Now we've got Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Ten Rings first introduced in the Iron Man films. So we're getting this film with a connection to the Iron Man films. And then more directly, Iron Man 3, which I had no idea that was going to happen. No idea that character was in this movie. I mean, in my mind. You brought it up. So let's get in. Let's, let's talk about him now and then we can, we can, come back around Ben Kingsley back as Trevor Slattery again I didn't know that I mean I, I know that there was going to be you know all the the we're dealing with we're dealing with the Ten Rings I knew that they, they had to have referenced the Mandarin that whole situation that whole issue in some degree I thought probably very minor this is a this is a whole thing essentially not that he's called the Mandarin but Shang-Chi's father is yeah. in the, just to make everything sound clear. Like he is the Mandarin. He is the leader he is. of the Ten Rings, even though he doesn't go by that moniker of the He's been the known by many names. And one name was given to him by 
Guy Pierce. My guy blanking on this character's name. Oh, what is his name? Yes, something. Killian. Killian. uh, Something or other. Pretty sure Aldrin. Killian Aldrich. It sounds sounds good. Let's just move on. It sounds good. Good enough. Let's move on. (laughs) But yes. So the Mandarin was. It was a good way of incorporating it into the story in the origin. That was just a name that Americans gave him, or the idea of who he was. But this character, Trevor Slattery, is he's an actor who was basically the yeah, just like the just the fake image of this Mandarin leader of the Ten Rings, this terrorist group. Um, a controversial twist in Iron Man Three, but you know we get him back in this movie, sort of paying his dues. He's basically a jester now, like locked up in a dungeon (laughs) just to be brought out when, um, when need be. And do you know what? I, if I knew that he was going to be in this movie, my fear would have been, ah, you know, it's just going to be eating a dead horse. Like the joke again and again, again, got to say what we get of him, just the right amount. We go back to like, there's a big chunk where he's in the movie and I'm having a good time with him. And then after they kind of put him away a little bit and we just see him every now and then just to just to give us a little bit of Trevor Slattery dose. I think it was balanced very nicely because it very easily could have been that's too much of Ben Kingsley doing the same thing over and over again. You know, I didn't know it was going to be in it. The fact that Disney Plus added the short All Hail the King ahead of Shang Chi's release should have been a clue (laughs) that he was (laughs) that he was going to be on it. Um, Okay, Trevor Slattery. I was in the minority. I think I liked the reveal. I thought it was fun in Iron Man three. Didn't know it was going to be in this, and it was fun at first. And. No, <laughs> very, very tired, very, very quickly. And I've got you reckon? Oh, no, yeah, no, no. For me personally, the accent I could take it in Iron Man 3, but the <laughs> Liverpoolian accent it was just too much, it was too cartoony. <laughs> and whilst you were talking, I just had to just look up where he's actually from. And I didn't realize he's a fellow Yorkshireman, he's from Scarborough, that's where he was born. Ah, <sighs> yeah, that's I, why I, you never hear him speak. Like in a in a with a Liverpool accent in anything else. But then you don't also hear him talking like me, like a Yorkshireman. Like very much, (laughs) sound is a lot more articulate than I am. Okay, so you you it sounds like you got a bit too much. Like I know I just I just think of like the conversation in the car about him him going to the movies to watch Planet of the Apes with his mum and just not grasp. There's gags in this, and that's a funny gag. And you know, and and it, and the joke just never stops because just when you think he's caught up, <laughs> he hasn't. Like he's still like, oh, how did they train the monkeys to ride the horse? It's honestly, ah, oh, God, it's, it sounded like a bad <laughs> Beatles impression. Like it was the accent I found <laughs> a struggle. I mean, he's got a purpose. There's the little pig bird thing. Is it Morris? <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's, it's like a chicken dog without a head. You know, I thought that was a. I mean, that third act is just mental, and more so than most things we've seen from the MCU. And I think just having that creature, just as your first 
sample of like what a taste a taste like a i didn't prep, say taste yeah. but it is anyway yeah the first taste <laughs> of where the movie is gonna take you get a taste of morris and then you're away but it's yeah I, honestly yeah, yeah what's he saying morris is it morris I think, i'm pretty sure it's it's morris yeah. it's been a few days since i've watched it but i'm pretty sure that's what his name is yeah Again, the direction of this movie, where it started in San Francisco, I thought we were going to get more of that, but the movie moves fairly quickly. I enjoyed everything with Katie's family. And, yeah, it feels like next to no time at all. We're tracking down the sister. We're getting some cameos, which we can talk about. And then reunited with the dad. I mean, it's a two-hour movie, isn't it? It's got to be around the two-hour yeah, mark. But, it's, but you're right. Like, it has, it everything happens... That very quickly yeah it's like the all the introductions i mean the movie opens with like one of those epic say epic but probably pretty loosely but just sort of you know almost like a history lesson what are the 10 rings what's the legend about and it's like okay usually i hate those kind of introductions but what they did here with the narration from you know shang chi's mom um and then you know following you know the the, the dad sort of journey with the rings and then that first interaction with the mother and or the mother-to-be i guess almost like a dance like a choreographed yeah dance i was worried at that point because i was like oh this is kind of a bit cheesy and then i'm not sure if i'm into this but the way they did it, i was like you know what beautiful i was like this is yeah it's colorful i was like cool as long as the rest of the movie isn't to like, oh, look at us do this thing. It was charming. It was sweet. It was very tender. Was, and that's it. Timing of yes. place. We're seeing the parents meet for the first time. We're seeing a softness and a harshness of mm. the mother and the father and them coming together. The performance. It was still choreographed such a way. And just the angles and stuff that they had. And this is not just for that, but like a lot of the other, um, you know, action sequences going forward. But traditionally like when i see and look i'm no connoisseur of it like asian cinema or you know martial arts films and stuff like that but i can tell if something if a fight scene looks good or if it doesn't i can tell the difference um and and a lot of action scenes that you get in movies these days you know shaky cam or it's you know it's gun fu you know it's just it looks good but at the same time it's like they're not really doing anything but if you if you've got it show it and they've got it with this movie they put together like the way they were shot and just like like, i was like oh wow i didn't think i would see that angle of this movement that was happening like it flowed magical scene it flowed really well you you were talking about you know not necessarily being a fan of like how they open this movie typically because you know we've seen it many times it's not always done well exposition heavy exposition but with but what we're getting though again you mentioned the 25th entry into the mcu new information, new characters. We're finding more about the history of this world yeah. that we've spent so many years Gotta catch watching. catch up quick. Gotta catch up quick. But it works because you automatically, you've got that inbuilt interest. You're already on board yeah. for a Marvel movie. So they're telling you so yeah, more. You're right. You're like, hey, new information. I want to listen. Yeah, exactly. It's every right. teacher's dream. It's like, <laughs> kids, gather around. I've got something to tell you. Okay, we're keen. Wow. But you're not like you've got all that, all that history, and then you introduced again very quickly, swiftly these new characters: Shang Chi, Katie, 
and then just like that it's almost like these two characters that again have this inbuilt history already their relationship their friendship they're just plucked out of their existence and it's like hey we're going on an adventure strap in and then from then on it's action that looks great there's there's family dynamics and issues we're introduced to the sister the dad there's the, the whole mystery about like what happened to the mom is she dead is she actually really captured is she a ghost who is razor <laughs> fist oh what's so the many, with the with the paint and the mask so many questions mate, mate oh wow like, so much what so a much, ride so much to <laughs> to unpack <laughs> he just went went over there okay the dad we talked about the dad a couple of times tony lung I could not tell you another thing that he's done. I know that yeah. he's, you know, he's got a high profile. He, I mean, we're getting good performances out of a lot of the cast here. We've already, you know, credited Simu Lu, Tony Lung, another level. He's yeah. like, he, he just, I, I don't know, he brings such a gravitas to no matter what he's doing. And, and a lot of what he's doing is spinning bracelets. But he <laughs> does it and he looks badass doing it. Mate, he can stand just in the centre of, sh- of, of the screen, like in the centre of the shot, in some weird robe-looking thing, wearing sandals, and he looks badass. Always. Which, which I mean, I couldn't do that. Maybe I could try, but... <laughs> the, scene, the scene where he's approaching the people responsible for the death of his wife and he's got a young Shang-Chi with him. Oh, he's got his yeah. blazer and his sleeves rolled up to his elbows and he's casually just walking in there. And then he just Fs them up with his bracelets. <laughs> he, he does, but before the bracelets, like the actor's got such presence and he just commands yeah. any scenes that he's in. And you know what? His character as a villain sometimes... You're like, so what is the motivation here? Or why are you doing this? Or I don't oh, believe you do this. Whereas what's yeah. driving him, you buy it completely. The only thing that lost me a little bit is that they were saying, hey, when did you last take off the bracelets or the rings? They call them rings. <laughs> when did you last take off the rings? Because what's behind or in that mountain is speaking to him through the rings. I thought, I know we'll... I know talking third act here, we'll go back. But I thought when he took the rings off, he'd stop hearing the voice, but he still heard it. But I guess by that point, it had really got to him or he was maybe proximity was too close. But I thought it was like a you know, Lord of the Rings. When oh, Frodo's right, yeah. wearing the ring. I, yeah. Oh, look at you and your Lord of the Rings knowledge now. <laughs> I watched them it's recently. A whole new, it's a whole new thing. <laughs> I don't think it had anything to do with the with the rings as such. I think it was literally whatever, you know, the thing that was behind that, the, that big door thing. It's uh, definitely, it's definitely just calling a point, to him. It's definitely a point that's made that when Shang chi his sister, reunited with, with their auntie, played by Michelle Yao, she asked, when was the last time he took off his rings? And then she's referencing the creature oh, and it's right, speaking okay, to yeah. him. So I thought there was going to be a disconnect. But again, proximity when he does have them taken off him, he's really close to the creature anyway. It was just something I thought of at the time when watching it. Look, as a, I mean, you, you mentioned the, like, 
uh, most a lot of the time villains you don't know what the hell like like yeah why are they doing this why are they just are they just generically a bad dude and whatnot this guy this is another one which it's rare in the mcu but not uncommon you know like you still get them but a villain an antagonist i should say where what he's doing he believes he's the hero of the story much like a thanos you know like he thinks he genuinely believes his wife is being held captive and he needs to save her he doesn't actually want to put his kids in danger but he's going to use them where he can to get to her and when it comes down to it when it's when it it's his decision to like let his son obviously be killed or save him course he saves him because it's his son he's not a monster he's just a guy set on a mission believes he's doing the right thing really believes in the cause of what's driving him yes and that works that really works and then what leung's doing in his performance and delivering it's like i'm on board with this guy oh the performance again as the antagonist is his his motivation but as far as he was wearing one moment in particular, he did kill his son. When he delivered what he believed to be a fatal blow in his son <laughs> was in the water. And that's yeah. when he first comes across the dragon. It's not until afterwards when he's released the creature. That is true. That's that when true. that's when he said, but I guess by that point, he's snapped out of it. He's like, that's not my wife. I've made a mistake. I need to save, <laughs> I need to save my son. <laughs> that big giant beast. She didn't look like that. <laughs> so, you know, I didn't know until after the fact, but apparently that's an obscure Doctor Strange villain. The big tentacle. Oh, creature. right. Okay. Sure. Sure. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I mean, there is, we should, we're not, we kind of danced around the cameos a little bit. You know, I've, I've gave you a, a lead in there with the Doctor Strange connection. Oh, Wong. Is that where you want me yeah. to go? So Benedict Wong is in this movie. <laughs> oh, is this Wong? Nice. Yes, yes. I mean, we, you see him in the trailer. You see him in the trailer. So there's a point in the movie where there's cage fighting, there's, you know, stuff going on. And, you know, I thought, you know, like there would probably be a bit more to these two characters, Wong and Abomination. But I think what we got was, was fun. We, we get to see their little fight and then bit of a gag where it's like Wong's actually training Abomination yeah. or helping him in some way. I'm like, okay, cool. There's... It's almost like they're friends. And I read afterwards, Tim Roth actually recorded dialogue for the film. There you go. There you go. Look, I reckon we'll, we might, maybe we'll see Wong in, you know, with Abomination in uh, uh, She-Hulk or something. Because I think apparently Abomination's set to feature in that. So, yeah, yeah. well, that would... That would track. You know, I read a theory online that Wong could be set up as the new Coulson, a character that's going to go around <laughs> and link characters. And Benedict Wong is excellent. Like, he's always yeah. entertaining. He's great as Wong. And it would give you that Doctor Strange connection without needing to keep getting Benedict Cumberbatch. And again, right, in, like... his, in his own right, Wong... So if Doctor Strange is, is like is like the Nick Fury, but we can't always have Samuel Jackson. We can't always have Bandit Cumberbatch every time. We'll have Coulson can, representing yeah, Shield. We'll have Wong. Get, yeah. represent- <laughs> yeah. It works though, and that's something. And hey, we'll talk about the post-credit scene uh, in a bit. Yes, but I mean that 
that yes, that all checks. That all checks out. Let's talk. Uh, how about the sister? Um, I'm not going to butcher this. Menga Zhang as uh, as Zaling, I think. I mean, yes. <laughs> you did a much better job <laughs> than what I would have done. So let's just agree and move Good. on. Her introduction, everybody knew. There was no surprise there that the fighter that Shang-Chi was blindly put up against was going to be his sister. Yeah, I mean, they didn't... Oh, did we? I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty obvious, wasn't it? I mean, when a chick walked in before Shang-Chi said, sister, which... I mean, if I saw my sister, I probably wouldn't say sister. <laughs> but, um, I mean, up to that moment, yes, the, the very short seconds when we see her walking, I was like, oh, sure, that's his sister. And then He's, he's going there so. to find his sister and they're about to introduce a female fighter for him to go up against. Oh, I didn't know, was it? Maybe I missed something. I didn't realise it, it was a female fighter they were introducing. It was going to be her. And it was her. And she's excellent. She's excellent. I mean, Simu Lu, like I've seen behind the scenes, I've seen him make appearances, the guys doing backflips left, right and centre. He's doing it, he's doing it. And you've got to think that that's happening a lot with the cast they've got here, that they've not just got actors. They've got actors that yeah. can do stunts. And, and that's why they're able to get so many angles of the characters in combat. And he just like looks actually doing fantastic. Doing yeah, it's not like back in the day in the eighties where you'd have, you know, the back of a bloke that looks nothing like Arnie <laughs> doing a stunt, and then you cut yeah. to Arnie from the front. Like it's yeah. again like talking about the, like the action and stuff that comes to it. You know, like you you put them in in the center, like they're doing it. It looks looks good. That whole sequence on the side of. You know the building with I don't know it just would have, must have been a callback to to rush out to with like the bamboo sort of swinging off the building. There was something. I there was speed two like not speed <laughs> just speed. I don't know why yeah, it's yeah. speed two. That was weird. Oh yeah, there was speed, speed earlier with the bus and then rush hour two. Well, even yeah. you've got your female friend or female character driving the driving bus. Driving the, the bus. bus. Yeah, it's speed, man. Instead of Aquafina was Bullock, Wow. Then later on, they're, they're hanging off the building on bamboo, even though it snaps. Chinese bamboo, very strong. But um, I was I was looking at, I was like, okay, what other movies are we uh, <laughs> are we are we putting in this? Um, but yeah, with the with the sister, interesting character. I mean, even as a secondary kind of character, this movie could almost have been Shang Chi and Zaling, whatever however you pronounce her name. There's enough of her backstory thrown in there as well. Um, we're sympathizing with her. I mean, the, the Marvel movies these days, like they're doing a really good job at setting up these sibling relationships and, and you know, really giving that sibling enough time to shine. Of course, I'm, I'm talking about uh, uh, Yelena in, in Black Widow, you know, like there was a, enough there. There was yeah. probably more with, with this sister character. Um, but he kind of, I mean, I cared what she was sort of doing and, and their relationship, you know, like Shang-Chi essentially abandoned her. I mean, it was something he needed to do, but you know, their relationship and arc sort of comes to an end, you know, when, when they're on top of that, I think on top of the dragon or the, or the big monster thing 
and you know like the choice is let her drop and save the world or hang on to her and the world is doomed and even in that moment shang chi is like no i'm gonna i'm not letting you go again like i'm not yeah. gonna do that he's correcting his mistake luckily arrow to the throat all good but um and that's it because i mean it's it's what this movie does it makes you care you know there's yes we're seeing real emotions play out and just like the dad's motivations you buy the the disconnect between the brother and sister because you know they were both kids at the time but he did say to her he'll be back in two days and days turned into months and he never returned so she had to fend for herself and she ran away so you completely buy like her I would say hatred but she's really not happy with her her brother so the fact they don't just come together happy families you buy it completely the 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 best types of the best types of movies are ones where we can just jump straight in and we feel like either we know these characters we know enough about the character or the characters feel like it's probably a better way of saying it they feel like there is a lived history between the relationships and what they've gone through. And you get that, you know, we've got that with the dad, we've got that with the sister and it's all really working. And I think at the forefront, Katie, Aquafina's character's relationship with with Shang-Chi, I mentioned already, you know, like their friendship. I've never seen, I've never so quickly like gravitated towards like a friendship relationship on screen as quickly as these two presented. I just felt like they were friends off screen already. Yeah. Like, like they were like, Hey, we're going to do this movie together, this project, let's do it. These it two definitely, together. Yeah. And then I agree completely. Yeah. It, yeah. It's so organic. And you, you've already said how much you, you, you love Aquafina. Look, I can take or leave that sort of thing. Sometimes she works for me. Sometimes I like her. Uh, a lot of times of... she's big, she's brash, you know, I, I like her. Crazy Rich Asians, yeah, Jumanji, Nora from Queens. I've seen a couple of episodes of that. Yeah, I, I like her. Voice of that dragon in the Disney movie. That's right. Yeah, I, I like it. You know, they did a very smart thing with her character. Very early on in the film, they made a point of saying that she's very good at anything she tries, but she just gives up on everything. Right, so yeah. you mentioned arrows to the throat earlier. Like when she starts picking up the bow and arrow and she's training and then very quickly she becomes very good at it. Well, they've already set that up. So you're yeah. not like, hang on, how can she do this all of a sudden? That's kind of who she is. Like she's yeah. got the ability. Like her, her ability is she can become good at something if she sets her mind to it. But in the past, she's given up. And this is something she won't give up on because her friend's involved and his sister and the village. And all we need, all the Marvel Cinematic Universe needs is more more archery. (laughs) There's Hawkeye. There's There's Hawkeye. There's the other Hawkeye from the TV show. Hawkeye (laughs) 2. The opening of Endgame, Clint was training his eldest daughter with a bow and arrow. Hawkeye 3, yep. (laughs) (laughs) And now we've got got Aquafina's Katie Hawkeye. I did like... Katie Hawk. (laughs) I did like that all the weapons were dragon-based. Although... Oh, yeah, it was... I mean, is this place just like just running amok scaleless dragons 
because <laughs> they're using so many scales for their well, weapons with, and armor. With the dragon in it, it almost seems like, you know, even to them, the dragon was like this mythical creature and would only appear when truly needed to assist. But that's that makes me think dragon. Okay, so the, I mean, you reckon there's, there's, there's like other smaller other, dragons other, that they're just, other creatures. They're just skinning? <laughs> <laughs> well, did this say? It's dragon scales. That's like the whole thing. And, that's, and it looks like it. I thought that was a very good way of introducing a superhero costume for Shang-Chi. It's something I mean, his mum prepared for him all those years ago. That's just been there waiting for him. And it's going to protect magically him in battle. Of course, of course. But that's <laughs> yeah. just that's a given. That always happens in these movies. Yeah, lucky. But I like the fact that it's not just red fabric, and as they say, it's dragon scales. But it is. It looks similar to how he's appeared in the comics more recently. But at the same time, there's that family connection, and he's not using it as a fashion statement. It's protection for battle. Yeah, I mean, if we if we talk about tallow like that mystical place that they go to i mean i can't help but draw the major comparisons of of this movie and uh, and this place tallow to black panther and wakanda i mean on a surface level look we do it where we've got two movies black panther i mean let's, let's just say what it is um you know it's a movie that's focusing on you know like black characters in this um unique like sort of magical place almost Wakanda with this advanced technology with their very, very, very strong material of vibranium, which they've used to create the Black Panther suit, their weapons, all that kind of stuff. Now we've got Shang-Chi. We've got this movie focusing on these Asian characters, this place Tallow, which is like the equivalent to Wakanda. You know, it's this hidden it's not a nation or anything like that, but it's, it's this hidden place where they use this material, these dragon scales, to make Shang-Chi's costume and their weapons and their tools. I mean, I said it at the beginning, it's a pretty straightforward Marvel movie. They're not doing anything too crazy. It There's also sounds a lot like Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> but hey... It's flashy. It looks new, and there's yeah. there's a freaking dragon. I mean, I mean, yeah. Again, I couldn't help but draw comparisons to like the big hippo beast things that they had in um, Black Panther, which I remember just not looking that great in terms of CGI. But then now this time around in Tallow, we've got like okay, the horse, the weird horse thing was kind of a bit off, but like that cat with like the nine tails thing or whatever it was, that white thing looked pretty. Pretty magical. The I mean, where like they the are dragon dog things. That's I yeah. should know what they're called. <laughs> I'm a terrible person of Asian descent. Um. What, what I what I was going to say is that Black Panther is Black Panther is Africa. Right. This is another dimension. So they can have cats. That's, that's nine true. It's it's a little bit different. <laughs> right. Does that make it easier to accept? Like when you see this weird hippo thing, which isn't a hippo. Was it a hippo or a rhino? Maybe it was a rhino. This weird rhino thing that's not quite a rhino. It's something a little bit more 
in Wakanda, but it's still, hey, we're on the we're on the African continent. I, you know, this is a real place. Hey, What's going listen, on? I, I was able, I was able to go for it, which is <laughs> good because but here, we've really got to go for it here. Because here, obviously, next level. You know, we've got this headless chicken dog thing. I don't know what it is. You've got uh, the white magical thing with the tails. The I mean, it's, it's I essentially know. it's it's easier it's, to digest, isn't it? It's alien. It's yeah. It's I mean, isn't it? We we're really getting magic in this. Like, remember when we first got Thor? It's not magic. It's advanced science. <laughs> like, and then after a while, he Loki, like, and he's like, yeah, Mike, yeah. it's magic. <laughs> and after a while, they're like, it's kind of magic. But that was Thor on the back of. Incredible Hulk and Iron Man. Right. This film, you know, going to this dimension, they're really able to lean into. No, it really is magic. We've finally even got with, that. Like, even with Thor, I'm like, Asgard is a planet, right? Like, or is it actually a different dimension as well? It's a planet, yeah. I always took it as a planet, but it's like at the other side of the universe. You got to. I don't know. Yeah, that's. But I, that's I'm, yeah, I'm still a bit torn. <laughs> it's not another dimension. It's yeah. Some, the, the alien. It's somewhere in space. You can fly there. You don't have to go to a port. I mean, it would take a long time, but you can fly there. But wow, what? What? I mean, we've always had big concepts with the MCU, but they're just getting bigger. They really are. We're getting Quantumania, which I guess technically is going smaller. But for the rest of it, <laughs> we're getting in the multiverse <laughs> of madness, <laughs> opening things up, and we're getting this new place in Shang-Chi. So they really are just. Everything's bigger. So we start outside in New York, we're in San Francisco, and then we end up in another dimension altogether where there's all these yeah. mystical beings and people. Yeah. With staffs. That's, <laughs> that's great. With, with dragon, yeah, from Made from Dragons. Guys. But look, getting to that place, you know, like you've got the, you've got the weird, like the pendant things with like the water map and then actually driving through the place, like with Morris. the trees. Is giving directions via Trevor. <laughs> Mate, it was a good time. We had mm. fun. And it was just to get there. And then, you know, like, and then they then he settled down. I, I still stand by. It was good. But there's a lot of stuff going on there. You've got the dad's bloody, his whole like 10 rings team. You've got characters like Razor Fist with that big blade. And, you know, like I actually thought, Okay, that guy's just going to be a, just a throwaway, you know, muscle guy, whatever. He's, let's not get too attached to him. By the end of the movie, I'm like, holy shit, he's he's actually a character. Like, they're, they're doing he's, something with him. He's now got he has a, a dragon blade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, well, he just recognises that he's on the losing team. <laughs> he's back to the wrong horse. And he needs to do, he needs to help them to save himself. Look, whether he's whether that's the case, at the end of the day, he's still like, hey, working with these people, and at the end of it, it's not like he turns around and goes, okay, let's let's mess you all up now. Um, yeah. it, no, it's like, hey, yeah, let's with you. I thought have a drink together. I thought it was the bus guy. That was it. I thought it was going to appear the bus scene, and that was it. But yeah, <laughs> you're right. He does end up playing a much much bigger part when when Shang Chi. He's in the water, and he's on the back of the dragon. What did you think to that? Like when he bursts out of the water, he's flying on the back of a dragon. 
Impressed First of all, with the, with, the water, I, I, with the water, I was like, he's definitely been in there too long. He should have drowned and died. But then there was a whole thing with the bubbles and like, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Magic, magic. Maybe it's not really water. I don't know. We're in a weird dimension. But look, I think I was just in awe at the fact that it's like, I'm watching a Marvel movie and now there's this dragon. And it's, and it's not like a dragon, you know, like you see in like, you know, with like, knights and and all that kind of stuff you know game of thrones style it's that it's that asian culture dragon yeah i was on board and maybe i've got a bit of a bias but i love love seeing that and you know like just to see someone riding one of those dragons like um the never-ending story yeah but i I don't i don't (laughs) want to I'm thinking more like Dragon Ball Z or something. Okay, something okay, cooler, okay. Something cooler. But no, you're right. Like, yes, I did get those vibes as well, especially with it being a white-coloured dragon. Yeah. It was okay. white, wasn't it? Or was that just in my mind? Or more like a white, like a creamy pink at times. But anyway, okay. So you were impressed by it. You <laughs> liked it. Visually, that whole dimension, for the most part, looks excellent. And a lot of it looks like a painting brought to life. Like, it looked yep. fantastic. But it was in that water, as you say, for a long time. You know, the bad guys are still doing what they're doing. And, and then after a while, you see the dragon burst out of the water. And then this little small man on the back. And I thought, oh, okay. I, I, thought, it, I thought something more was going to happen. I mean, am I impressed by the sight of a dragon? Of course. But I just thought it was going to be something more with him as an individual. I get that the the dragon only appeared because of him. So there's that. But then for the most part, he was just riding around on the back of a dragon for a while. He was and using the dragon getting, as a tool. He is. He's using the dragon he as is. a tool. I don't know. And Swinging then get, from it, jumping around on it. But again... Once he gets, his, he gets the rings and he's like, bouncing off the dragon he does get the rings you know i said that i purposely was staying away from trailers just wanted to know as little as possible i was even not really paying much attention to the posters and then after seeing the film i was looking at some of the posters and a lot of them the movies on there even like shang chi and his dad both having rings each fighting each other i didn't even know that was going to be a thing until watching the movie yeah but you, but after the film, I've been going back and looking at some of the promo materials, and yeah, a lot of it's in the posters. I'm, I think, like, yeah, like, I think pretty lucky that I didn't think that. At not any one point during this movie was I like he's going to end up with the rings and use them and stuff, and then when he is, I'm like, this is this is freaking cool. I, I swear, all the stuff that they did with the rings, just visually and. Just like what they did with them, create like creatively as well. Like when you know the dad is like he jumps over like up to the ledge, like over the water, but he he doesn't just like you know they use the rings as like stepping stones or something. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like pulses himself up and then yeah, like uses cool. the rings yeah, yeah. in such a way to sort of slow his descent so he doesn't fall and die. <laughs> like. I mean, he's, I what, like just a like, thousand, okay. he's like a thousand years old. Like they say, don't know how long he's lived many lives. And so, yes, he's, he's, mastered, he's mastered the rings over time. And yeah, they definitely do show us a good use of them as a weapon. And again, like when at the end, when he basically, he passes the rings on to his son, you know, like he's sort of 
been like, okay, I'm out of this like little spell. I, I realized that, nope, wife, definitely dead. Not in there. My bad. Here are the rings. Obviously, doesn't play out like that, but it's it's a nice moment. He gets taken out, but Shang-Chi has these rings now, and, and you know, it's it's a yellow color instead of like a bluey purple. It's like, oh, yeah. You know, I seem... Pretty epic. I seem to a, recall a comic and Shang-Chi using his chi as a weapon and forming like an orange fireball. I've got a vague recollection of that. And that's what I thought when seeing him. It looks as though he was almost melding the rings together. And then right. he separated them again. There was, there was a moment where, and again, I, I know you're not like into like Dragon Ball and, and that kind of stuff. There's a moment where he's sort of in a stance and he's got his hands together, almost like he's generating some sort of like energy ball. And I know the wife was like looking at me. I could like sense it in my, <laughs> my, in my peripheral vision. And I was like, no, I know what you're going to say. Cause she was thinking the same thing. Like he's going to, going to like Kamehameha him or something. And then moments later, you've got Katie and she even calls it out. And I was like, I thought you were going to Kamehameha his ass or something. She said something like that. And <laughs> hilarious. I was like, this movie knows what it's doing. <laughs> I am. Um, they are very aware until, of what they're doing. Until now, I did not know what they were doing. I didn't know. <laughs> did, did she make a Dragon Ball Z reference? Yeah. Is that yeah. what that was? Oh, well, that's what it was. Oh, there we go. So, yeah, it's nice. I found out eventually. <laughs> that's all right. That's why we're here. That's why we have these conversations. We can get into things. But um, I mean, what's. Should we go into the post credits? We, have we done the main part of the movie? Have we covered it? We've been, yeah, we, we've kind of been going to and from the third act for a while now. <laughs> and we've just spent In summary, a while on it. third act, pretty bonkers, a bit different to the rest of the movie. Cool. Um, yeah, without the same as a lot of time. <laughs> post credit <laughs> scene. <laughs> Could have just said that. Post credit scene. Now we've got two. Do you know what? Let's do, something. Let's do the very end post credit scene first. Okay. And I say this because, although more related, I guess, to this movie as such and maybe potential Shang-Chi sequels didn't get me all that excited. We've got the sister character she's gone back home to at least what Shang-Chi assumes is to basically dismantle shut up shop. Yeah, dismantle you know the dad's sort of the Ten Rings organisation turns out she's got other plans. She's going to do a bit of a Loki. She's sitting on the throne and she's going to you know Take over the family business, I guess. You know, what you just did there, it's easy, 25 films in, to draw comparisons. I could keep, yeah. yeah. MCU and, maybe, films. and maybe that's not fair. Maybe that's not fair. But there's a lot of tropes. That's, <laughs> but they work. How did you feel about the this post-credit scene? I, I mean... Oh, I, th- I mean, do you know I was what? like, okay, good. Good setup. Sure, fine. I bought it, but I was a little disappointed because I felt as though they were mending bridges. Exactly. Now she's sort of going back on it a little bit. But I guess, much like Thor and Loki, you know, that sibling rivalry, every time you think they're, they're in a good place together, Loki, he just he screws it up. <laughs> He's tempted by So maybe she's, she's the new Loki. We've got a new Coulson no. in Wong. I was just, <laughs> just going to say, like, I really enjoyed the dynamic. Shang-Chi is fantastic as a new MCU hero. They're not quite Thor Loki status yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> um, okay. The the mid-credit scene. Obviously I'm doing it out of order, but the mid-credit scene, 
we've got um, Shang-Chi and, and Katie there. They're out to dinner with, um, with, with their friends who we'd seen earlier in the movie and they're telling them about this amazing adventure they've had. It's all for a good laugh. They don't believe them. They're like, ah, yeah, okay. And then Wong appears with his, you know, his spin ring coming through, you know. We need you. Let's go. And then they leave. But then... <laughs> and that's it. But before and then... <laughs> I, <laughs> I thought I thought that was going to be it. I thought... Yeah, like they just walk into be... the portal. It closes. Ah, oh, very cool. Very it cool. It was a nice yeah. bookend, as you say, to the dinner they had with the friends in the opening. And yeah, I call thought, back to Wong. Like, yeah. You know, I thought... Kind of... It. That would have left it as like, oh, you know, they're going off to... Oh, they're a part of the bigger picture now. What's what's going on, you know? We get take on the Avengers. so much more than that. Who saw this coming? So... Uh, in Endgame, you know, we saw them using this sort of hologram technology to talk to each other and conference call and stuff like that. We've got Carol Danvers. We've got Bruce Banner chiming in as holograms, talking about the rings, being like, what are these? What technology is this? Where are they from? What is this beacon? Where is it being sent to? So many questions. Obviously something in space somewhere. Bruce Banner is back to Bruce Banner form. He's no longer <sighs> Professor Hulk. That was I'm my so, so pleased key takeaway. I'm so pleased. I'm glad <laughs> we only had to sit through one film of Professor Hulk. I'm glad that he's. I mean, I've got questions. I want to know why. Uh, you know what what the deal is. But well, like you, I'm the arm, I'm happy. The arm in the, the sling. The arm still in a sling. Yeah. Is the arm that he injured whilst trying to use the gauntlet. So okay. it's definitely like a gangly thing now. That's I can't wait to see that. That'll be cool. Like, you can't <laughs> help but think of what's going on here. Is it on screen, off screen? We know that Mark Ruffalo is going to be in the She-Hulk TV series. We know She-Hulk is going to be a CGI character because for the most part, Jennifer Walters doesn't appear as a civilian identity. So she's pretty much She-Hulk the whole time, which is expensive and especially for a TV show. So are they looking to save money? No, they could mix that up and they could, they could say, they could have a like, switch back and forth. Just a, just a theory. I mean, if they're sticking to the comics, she's always She-Hulk. And then you've got Ruffalo, <laughs> who yep. might want to get more screen time after Endgame, you know, although it was even mocap. Anyway, that's behind the scenes. Could be that. More than likely not, because Disney do have very deep pockets, as we know. I, so yeah, I don't know is <laughs> the answer, but I, I like it as a direction. But it's one of those things where we were surprised initially that Abomination was going to appear, an incredible Hulk villain. For Bruce Banner to appear at the end, you're like, oh, how did we not see that? Yeah. It raises some questions because if you think, oh, I wonder if, I wonder if um, you know, Bruce Banner is keeping tabs on Abomination or anything like that, and it's like he's directly talking to Wong, who has been hanging out with Abomination only days earlier or something you know like obviously they're talking they're talking about abomination and another thing to notice and this is just i don't know why but i noticed it i mean carol danvers has longer hair again after her haircut from endgame worth noting if we're talking about bruce banner's appearance we should point out carol i mean it is larson with the yeah longer hair 
recently hey, rewatched. Hey, we recently rewatched Endgame, <laughs> and when she's first saving Stark, long hair. You're right, short hair in the hologram, and you know the third act. But now it's longer again. Interesting. Yeah. But look to to bring it back to the the Shang Chi of it all. I mean, not just him, but Katie as well. Like they're essentially, in a way, recruited as, like they're on the team. Like they're they're part of the Avengers going forward, or like they're at least a part of this little adventure. Whatever the it. rings have got to do with the bigger picture. Part of he's now part of a bigger world, whether he likes it or not, and he can never go back. Yeah, it's it's pretty I mean, exciting. That's harken back to. I know it's not the, of the same level, but. It's almost like, hey, you think you're the only superhero in the world. You're part of a, you know, you're part of a bigger universe. You just honestly, don't know it yet. Honestly, it's Wong, almost... Wong's the new Carlson. <laughs> <laughs> or, or even, it could even be the new Nick Fiori. Who knows? Oh, jeez. <laughs> Does Benedict Wong have a nine-picture deal? <laughs> <laughs> well, we know they don't do that anymore. But yeah, that was that was impressive. Like, never in a million years did I, did I think we were going to get Captain Marvel Bruce Banner as a post credit scene. Ruffalo, I'm sure he's doing it for the role. He looks so much older. And it might just because it's hologram form, but he's looking really grey in this. Yeah. What I find though, remember when he cameoed in um at the end of was it Iron Man three? And he had like the he had the the grey hair, That's right. short, and it was like, wow, he doesn't look like Bruce Banner at all from what we've seen. And then the next time you see him, he's got the black here again yeah it's, early, it's longer that's a good point so maybe he just appeared yeah. for maybe his work maybe don't read too much into post credit scenes is <laughs> what you're saying or or how they look that's right actually yeah because mm. you find out at the end of iron man 3 the whole movie was stark telling banner who fell asleep yeah. nice <laughs> good times good times but look I, i've got to say with this with this mid credit scene it's been a while since one of the end credit scenes or post credit scenes in um, in the Marvel movies have you know they're, really, they're either fun or they're a little gag or it's like oh okay cool you know like oh okay kind of saw that coming nothing too exciting this is the first time I sat there and I was like holy shit that kind of blew my mind a little bit like it, it raised questions yeah, yeah. it there was, was cameos i wasn't expecting and then they capped it off with a gag as well so they even they still gave us a bit of a, a fun moment with the with the classic, karaoke thing classic mcu oh yes the karaoke of course it's classic yeah. mcu you know black widow first movie of phase four they tied into a tv show that was okay yeah it wasn't well. This is something. This is again classic MCU. It's it's building something and gets you excited for what's coming next. And it's pretty much you know, even though Wong is the one that's recruiting him, you get the impression that he this is him being recruited as an Avenger. They don't mention Avengers, but that's pretty much what's happening in that scene. Interestingly, after the movie was released, the official social media accounts for Marvel Studios and all the movies uh, had posts welcoming the newest Avenger. So it's kind kind of there, but I just felt as though the social media accounts, even though it's not Kevin Feige, it's some intern, that he've put 
<laughs> you know, welcome the newest Avenger. I'm sure it's been authorized. Someone, someone exactly. signed it off. They, but even be able to use that. as far back as like Age of Ultron, right? Where it was pretty much all you had to do was sort of rock up, just be fighting on the right side, and you're an Avenger. You know, Hawkeye says to Wanda and um, you know Pietro before he um, kicks a bucket. But um, you know, like, you go out there, you're an Avenger now. Like that's that's pretty much all it takes. There's no no real no, no, recruiting no, 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 level. No, no, no. That was no, no, no. The that example you're using there, there was a very big threat in Ultron, and it was a bit of a pep talk. And honestly, it wasn't until that scene in that movie that I was completely on board with Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye. But I, I get your meaning. <laughs> it, it seemed, when, yeah. When we get to when we get to the you know the big battle in Endgame. You know, like when Captain America whispers, um, you know, Avengers assemble. Assemble. You know, he, he's referring to everybody there on their side as Avengers. You know, it's not it's not just the I suppose, yes. Yeah. The six, seven, eight, ten of them that are there. It's it's everyone. It's the Ravagers. Ah, you're right. Yep. You know, everyone who's rocked up. Pretty much as long as you're fighting on the right team. Yeah. And you've it's got some powers to mm, you're an Avenger. It's almost it's like It's not my, like Yeah. yeah. It's almost like turning up. That's what counts. <laughs> not, but, bel- I'm not, not belittling it. No, like, no, no, you I'm, just have to rock up and have powers. I'm but, coming around to what you're saying, but you, you're not yeah. just turning up because Endgame, a big battle, not everybody's just going to turn up, powers or not. So it, 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 it takes something else to turn up in that moment. So, yeah, but you're right, yes. The short of it, right. Shang-Chi... Is an Avenger. There we go. And on that, let's let's give our official rating out of five. What do we do? Just I'll let you go first. Out of, out of five. Well, what do we do? We always no. Go you've got to get, no. You go first. The, the, <sighs> I know. That's how it works. It, it <laughs> is. I was trying to break tradition because I didn't want. I did not want to go first. <laughs> um, okay. Simulu, uh, Shang Chi, incredible. For the most part, love the supporting cast. Great effects in this movie. I had a lot of fun. A lot of the gags, though, took me out of it, and I didn't enjoy as much as I've done in previous Marvel movies. Ben Kingsley, what an actor. But it was too much Trevor Slattery for me in this, and the accent clearly bothered me, but not you. (laughs) I was hoping for more in San Francisco, but I get it. They've got a two-hour movie. There's a lot of world-building they have to do. I was along for the ride for the most part. Like we're getting so much in this movie that I did enjoy. I mean, again, Shang-Chi as a character, the actor, fantastic. The When they go to the other dimension, that's where it loses me a little bit. I can appreciate it. Looks pretty. There's some good effects and everything else. I love the family dysfunction there's a lot to enjoy there yeah it's a tough one it's it's a tough one i can't remember the last time there was a big movie and especially a marvel movie of this scale and it's not just come easy to me but i don't want to come in too low so i'm actually going to rate it on a slight curve upwards so i'm going to come in at a a low four 
So four out of five. All right, cool. Basically, everything yeah you said there, except a lot of the negative stuff turned into positives. Like the, <laughs> I mean, I mentioned the the comedy work for me, the Trevor Slattery character. I feel like was just, I think a little bit more, and I would have been like too much, guys. I for me, it was just right, just enough of that familiar humor that we've we've seen in the MCU previously like but it was it was landing here and it wasn't taken away from any serious moments it wasn't like okay now a gag you know it was there wasn't anything else going on so it was like let's have some fun here let's just play around with it and, and it was all good and you know we had these other characters they were like playing it straight they're just like what the like who is this guy he's nuts so that all worked for me um I loved when they get to tell her like all all of that that whole new world that we're in I uh, love it, loved it. So you've got like San Francisco and then, you know, like their, their adventures trying to track down the sister and all of that. And then the journey to the, you know, Tallow and then we're in Tallow and that's all happening. The movie just keeps moving. Like it, it, what a pace. The action is some of the best like martial arts. And again, I'm not an Asian cinema connoisseur or anything like that, but some of the best martial arts action I've seen both choreographed and filmed and put together and all that way. I just, I mean, I get, it's probably not the best out ever, but I enjoyed it. It's, um, look, just, I just had a really, really fun time. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to go out and say 4.5 out of 5 for Shang-Chi. This is, look, this isn't like, this isn't top tier, one of the best MCU movies, but I think I had such a great time. And I know 4.5 is still really high to, to give it for something that I'm saying isn't top tier because it's not a five. But um, out of like the origin movies, like the first movies of any of these characters, except for Iron Man and like Captain America, are they the best ones? Yes. I would say so. This is, this is up there as one of the, one of the best origin films yeah above dr strange above captain marvel above that first thor movie although it has some qualities to it um yeah you know the list goes on like it's still good when whenever i talk mcu you know like the bar's always high anyway you know like the worst marvel movie is still a really good movie this is yeah 4.5 there it is so after all of that there's not much difference, really, in our rating. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're actually pretty pretty close. Although, as I said earlier, I did rate it on a curve upwards. So I did bring it up a little bit. <laughs> so I'm probably giving it a real balanced 4.5 where you're more probably a 3.5 but can't justify it, so that. you're saying 4. <laughs> I never said that. <laughs> All right. I never said that. I, wrap up with a bit of trivia before we go now you mentioned that um you know the character of uh shang chi was visually based on bruce lee um in the late 1980s stanley had considered potentially a film or maybe even a tv series about shang chi um and he had in mind brandon lee who of course is son of martial arts superstar bruce lee for the role um so of course Brandon seemed like a, a, fit and sh- a fitting choice. Um, but unfortunately, as we know, the, the plans fell through. We never got, we never got that. That would have been something interesting to see. And I guess 
in the 80s, like it would have been, I guess it would have been like an American made martial arts film. With and that's, that's the thing. Very, this, yeah. this needed to happen now. You know, so whether it was before or after Endgame or not, it had to be the right time for this story to be told the way it needed to be told. Representation is very important. And that's what we got with this movie. I mean, who, if you were like, say, okay, a year ago, and this would have been my genuine, if you were like, okay, this is, this is the basics of this character and, and they're going to do a movie. My, my, I remember this happening. My mind was like, okay, so it's essentially like, it's like an iron fist, you know, like, but feature length. And that's what I thought, I thought it was going to be like, okay, we're going to get a bit of martial arts stuff, you know. Cool. This movie is so much more. There's, there's dragons. There's the headless chicken dog thing. <laughs> there's crazy stuff. There's yeah. dragon scales. Cool, man. On, on the page, the characters are very similar. Shang-Chi, Iron Fist. They, they made a big mistake with Iron Fist. And something more. It's too late. But Shang-Chi, <laughs> he's benefited. He got the big screen treatment. Yeah. All right, that's it for our review of Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts and please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We're on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram as That Films You Podcast. And we also have our companion shows, Rewind and Review and Sounds Like Comics, which each have their own Facebook pages. All our episodes can be found on our website, thatfilmsyoupodcast.com. If you missed it, we recently reviewed Candyman and Vacation Friends. And be sure to check out our next review, Die in a Gunfight. You've been listening to Jason and Luke, the guys from That Film Studio. See you soon.